0: I'm Dan Joseph. You're listening to the Dan Joseph's America podcast. Happy New Year to all of you. It is New Year's Day. I hope you had a good New Year's Eve. Hope you didn't go too hard. Um, this is the first podcast of 2024 of Dan Joseph's America. It's going to be a big year. It always is in election years. Something about them, I think, just turns a lot of the country into very different people for a few months. Like, they're normal for three years, and then every fourth year, a couple of months, people just change, right? And it, it it's getting worse. This one, I think, is going to be bad. I, I don't think there's going to be anything fun about this election. Like there, there used to be. It used to be more fun than this. It used to be a well spirit, you know, a spirited competition of politics and an exchange of ideas. But but people, I think. For this particular election and maybe the last three or four elections, just take it too seriously. We'll get to that in a second. But people on New Year's, a lot of people decide they are going to make a New Year's resolutions. You probably have done this in the past. And I believe that the first of the year is a good time to start things. Self-betterment, uh, because you have a clean slate. Tabula rasa, as they say in Latin, or they said in Latin. So the starting point is obvious. So you make some promises to yourself or you challenge yourself. Now, I started my resolutions in November, actually, on my birthday. Again, new year as far as your life goes. So it's a good starting point. And I resolved I was going to quit drinking and I was going to get in good shape. And so far, so good. I've stayed alcohol free since November 6th, my birthday. I've been working out consistently. I'm thinner. I got some new pants. Uh, in what I thought was my size the other day. Turns out they were too big. That's a good sign. Now, the unfortunate part of these resolutions was that I resolved to do them last January 1st. (laughs) I resolved to drink less. I resolved to work out more. I resolved to be healthier. And I got about halfway there. I worked out more, but I drank more. So the weight didn't come off. And I got about a month in uh, to the resolution, and it just sort of fell apart. But I, but then, you know, at the end of the year, the last two months, I re- started to really stick with it. And in a sense, I guess that means that I did somewhat keep my resolution for a few months out of the year. It just took me a while to get there. So I started with those in November, and now I, I feel like I have to make some additional resolutions. So I've dedicated myself to a couple things in addition to – not drinking, in addition to exercising. First of all, less social media. That's number one. It, it, it's terrible for me. I know that, but I'm just hooked. I'm, I'm, You know what I'm really hooked on right now? I'm hooked on debates, political debates with idiots on Twitter. Because I don't really get to have political conversations with a lot of people since the radio show ended. So I'm looking for that stimulus online, and it it's not productive. Because you're never going to get someone to admit that you've convinced them of anything. And also, people can be huge jerks. So so that's not productive, and it, it just makes you come out feeling worse. It makes you feel lousy, and it also gives you a warped sense of your country, too, I think. Uh, most people aren't like the MAGA people or the far-left people on Twitter. But if you spend too much time on Twitter, you start to believe that everyone is some crazy political nut, and it's not pretty. And it's also a waste of time in a lot of ways. Arguing on Facebook or Twitter or just scrolling through one of the social networks, it's really time you could be spending doing something more productive or a hobby or more relaxing. So I want to drop my screen time. Next, I need to make sure that the election doesn't drive me crazy like we were talking about earlier. Because in the past, I have taken presidential elections way too seriously. It started really you know, in college when I was about 21, 2000, election of 2000. I was a big George W. Bush supporter, especially in 2004, which was a very, very angry election because there was a war going on. But the, but the 2004 election worked out well for me personally because I had a lot invested in it and I know how that feels. I was no fan of Obama, but again, a lot of people had a lot of invest had a lot invested in Obama. But during those two elections, they were very disappointing times for me. And Trump, obviously, that was terrible for me. I I know it was for a lot of people psychologically. So it was a huge relief for me when he lost in 2020. So now now there's the possibility that he will come back for four more years. I hope that doesn't happen, but I'm preparing myself mentally for if it does. And in order to do that, I have to stay far away from the GOP primary. I'm not getting involved in that at all. I'm more or less resigned to Biden versus Trump. But I'm not going to let myself get upset again if he wins. That's the resolution. Will I be disappointed? Yeah, sure. But regardless of who wins, I'm going to try harder to focus on the policies and not the people behind them and the chaos that's going to occur if Trump wins. Because it's, it's going to get bad, the discourse, the chaos. And I want to be ready this time, not just uh, trashing Trump and his supporters on Twitter like I did in 2016. I don't want to do that anymore. So there's that. But first and foremost, I think overall – Uh, This is – those two resolutions, those three resolutions are more about mental health than anything else, and that's important too. So mentally – I want to put the two together. I've got the physical part of it that I'm working on, and now I got to do more for the mental part of it. So together, when you combine them, exercising and eating healthy and losing weight – when you combine them, those are the three most popular. But number one, actually, if you if you chop them all up, the standalone New Year's resolution that is the most popular in the United States is saving money. 59%, according to statistica, that's their New Year's resolution. And in this economy, it's not surprising, right? In inflation, the high cost of living, it's made it necessary for people to be more careful with what they spend, be more frugal. Nothing wrong with that. I I spent too much over the last few months. I think Christmas makes people splurge and they sort of see how much they spent and uh, you know, do a course correction. So that's that's number one standalone. Number four on the list after eating healthier and exercising, spending more time with friends and family. That's always a good one. Lose weight on its own is number five, but it really should be number one because exercise and eating healthier are, 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 are two and three. And if you combine those three, I would say it's the most popular resolution because you're doing the, he- the healthy eating and the exercising much of the time to lose weight. And if, you're, if you don't need to lose weight, then you're obviously already doing those things. Spend less time on social media is on the list. 20% of Americans say they want to do that in the new year. Reduce stress on the job is 20% as well. So of the eight things on this list, I would say I have five of them as goals. Eat healthier, lose weight, exercise more, save money, spend less time on social media. And what this tells me is that a huge number of us share the same problems. At the start of 2024, we are not as healthy as we want to be. We're having trouble paying the bills. We're spending way too much time on social media. I'm sure I'm sure that you listening to this have some of those on your list, but it's hard. It's hard to keep New Year's resolutions. And that's why most of us quit in a few months. A Forbes poll found that the average resolution lasts about four months. Uh, actually, a little less than that, 3.75 months. And I, you know what? Honestly, I thought it would be less. I, I really did. I thought it would be like one or two months. But, but the reason is because New Year's resolutions are hard. We challenge ourselves right doing these things makes us uncomfortable better diet we don't like eating foods that don't taste good we enjoy eating things that are often very bad for us so if you want to eat healthier and if you want to lose weight you have to sacrifice some pleasure exercise is hard it's difficult it's strenuous it even hurts physically sometimes most of us see going to the gym as more of a chore now i work out at home so i don't do the the gym part but i don't love it I, you know not while i'm doing it not while I'm doing squats or while I'm uh, doing burpees. I don't. I don't like that. Who does? If anybody says they like burpees, they're lying to you. But I like the results, and I like the way I feel after. It makes me happier. But doing it itself, the actual act itself, uncomfortable. Uh, it's, uh, same thing with staying off socials. Why do we do it? Why do we go on socials in the first place? We're bored. We're either bored at work. We're bored at home, and social media is something to do. Yes, it makes many of us miserable, but we find boredom intolerable too. So we go to the smartphone, which is – and the smartphone, really the way I see it is most of all, it's really a cure for boredom. That's what it's become. You're sitting in a doctor's office, smartphone. Bus, subway, smartphone. Home with nothing to do, smartphone. It's, It's an addiction that a lot of people have, and giving it up is hard. Because then you have to challenge yourself and you have to find something interesting to do. I'm not good at that. I I get bored very easily even with something like TV or video games. So social media is very appealing to me a lot of the time. It will be hard to give up to the level that I'd like. But I got to try. I got to give it a shot. Uh, Another very common resolution is getting over physical addictions. Stop smoking is a big one. I I think – Stop smoking used to be number one, but a lot fewer people smoke now, so it's not as high on the list. I smoked in my 20s, some of my 30s, but it was never difficult for me to quit. I just chewed that gum for a week, and I was good. And I still I still enjoy a cigarette occasionally, but I don't have to have one, right? And quitting drinking something an increasing number of people want to achieve in the new year. That's becoming a thing. More and more people are starting to realize how horrible drinking is for you, even just a little bit. Even one or two drinks a week has a negative effect. And a lot of people became addicted to drinking or alcohol-dependent during the pandemic. And now people are starting to notice that it's not doing anything good for them. I noticed that a few months ago. We drink a lot of alcohol as a nation. And, you know, it was, a, it was a strange process for me because when I wanted to cut back, not necessarily quit but cut back, that was very hard. When I stopped entirely, it was much easier. You just got to keep it going because for me, drinking was almost the same as social media. It was a cure for boredom in a lot of ways. But uh, addictions, physical addictions particularly, are rough, whether it's smoking, food hard drugs, alcohol. I, I think those are the toughest resolutions to keep. But today is a good day to start. And it's also a good day if you, to get help if you need help with something, uh, with some kind of addiction. I'm hoping by summer I have changed my life a lot. I hope I'll be in good shape. Um, starting P90X again tomorrow. It's a tough program. It's one of those, uh, you know, extreme programs they call it. it. Came out about twenty years ago. I'm going on a high protein diet of lean meats, low carbs, and I'm definitely looking forward to the person that I'm hoping to be six or seven months from now. And I, I hope you are too. And as for politics, you know, it's it's impossible not to care. But just remember that whatever happens, whoever gets elected, it's only for four years. The individual is unlikely to get anything significant accomplished because either guy will be a lame duck. I promise you the country won't collapse. Democracy won't end if Trump gets in there again. America's resilient. That's what we've really learned over the last 20 years or so. We're not collapsing. Remember that, that hyper-partisans always think that, and it's never true. They always think it's the end of the world. Like when you when you tune into to Fox News or to talk radio these days, you know what they have? They have all these preppers who are advertising foods, you know, food that you can store somewhere in case there's a war or in case the economy collapse. That's They the, they appeal to the sense that the extremes on both sides have that something is, uh, is wrong, like seriously wrong with the country. And that something is an existential threat and we're not going to be around much longer. And it's never true. We never even come close to it. And, and, you know, this is the other thing you have to remember. I know it's difficult when you have someone like Trump on the ballot or on the scene like he's been for the last eight years. But really try hard to be civil. Try, Try to be kind to one another, even when it's about politics. Don't be a jerk. Don't be angry. Because you're making everything worse for everybody. Try not to let the election destroy friendships. Try not to let it destroy relationships with family members especially because it's not worth it. It's not. I'm Dan Joseph. This is the Dan Joseph's America podcast. I'll be back on Wednesday. Uh, make sure you check out my YouTube channel, Dan Joseph 78 Once again, I hope your new year is off to a great start. See you next time.